2: The roads are bad, and even though Ismeister Jones is years away from going to school, what, Bay is closed now? I think Bay is done. Yeah, they're closed because I'm on the Facebook page, and their parents are not happy. Uh, I'm on the Streetsboro page right now. Uh, Streetsboro schools are closed, and a this is a friend of mine who commented, uh, it's time to start making up these days, Uh dot, 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 on Saturdays. (laughs) Saturdays. He's a friend of mine too, and I'm yeah. laughing my ass off over here. And I think he, I know my buddy. He's serious, and I'm going, man. And it's always about the soft. Everybody's soft, and I'm thinking, well, are you? Do you want to say it, or do I want to say it? What? Just that there is, you
3: know, the considerable risk of what would happen if something really bad on but treacherous roads it's not, well, went that, down.
2: The possibility of that. Like if you're, a, I don't know if any superintendent's listening to this. There might be a couple I know for sure. I imagine, and I got zero experience, obviously, <laughs> being a superintendent. You call off school. You tell them they school's off for icy roads, which it's very icy out there. It's a slippery, slippery morning, which is weird because I guess by this afternoon, things are supposed to be okay, yeah, but be it's fine. a bad, bad, bad morning. The worst I think you're really going to get are people on Facebook, saying what my buddy's saying. But if, God forbid, if something were to happen and you've put our children in harm's way, you can just see a mob of people outside your offices during a board meeting calling for your job, can't you? Yeah, I imagine
3: these are not easy decisions, especially considering every parent is already lighting up the voicemail and emails of these administrators saying, what, you gave me no notice, and all of a sudden now I
2: have to figure out who is going to watch the kids, who's going to feed the kids. It's a moving target. It's weather. It's weather. And so I I, I kind of have to sympathize with it's going, and you want to go to school. But again, for every person who's complaining on Facebook, it's like, okay, are you going to stand up for me if something bad happens? I mean, God forbid, I'm serious. If, if you want me to have, have school, okay, you better be standing right there at that board meeting if something terrible happens out there and explain why just because you went to school uphill both ways back in the 1970s, then the kids should go to school now, even though they're going to call for my job and run me out of town. And, I got I to think about it that and way. And this
3: is going through the mind of every administrator every yeah. time they make a call like
2: this. Like, I, guys, I, I got three sons, and Lyman knows this better than anybody. Kayla has heard a couple of the stories. Mitch will know. I'm very hard on my children. I am a very demanding person, and the last thing I want them to be, they're, they can be anything in the world, they shouldn't be an a-hole, and they, I don't want them to be soft, okay? I'm very demanding on them. So, yeah, like, I, with, anytime I've gotten the whole, and Lima's seen me take the phone calls where he says he's not feeling good, and I look at him through the FaceTime, I go, you're fine. Put on your damned coat and get out there. Like, I've done that a bunch because it, it just it wasn't going to happen. But now it's like, eh. God forbid if something bad happens, that that's on your head if you're a superintendent. I don't know if, I mean, I'd probably call off school if I was a superintendent. Right? They always
3: have to sit back and go, is it worth it? Is it truly worth it yeah. if a catastrophe happens? But, you know, society today, we're always we're always balancing this, especially after COVID. What is the risk-reward That's of every thing. single decision that we are making, and is it truly worth it?
2: Because before, back in the day, like, and the weather was different a little bit back then. I don't want to get into a whole debate about that. But there was, you had to go this many days and it was very stringent. And if you didn't, you were going to have to make it up in June and stuff like that. So there was a risk reward thing to it. Now it seems that it's pretty loose. Like, remember you used to get like one week off and now it's like, well, you get a week off and now you get all these other days. Like MLK, you you get, you only got Monday off. Now I, Thursday, Friday off. Then you get Monday yeah. off. And now there's all the I'm going, well, okay, I guess. And I see that's why some of the parents are upset,
3: is because they're saying this has been nonstop interruption of mm-hmm. school yeah. over the last month. And I can see from that the too. holidays, into the in into those days off. And then, you know, you'll have some teacher uh in service day. Yeah. And it all adds up to a bunch of days. But in the end, they are all they are all making sure to protect against catastrophe because then everybody it's, loses their jobs, and then everybody yes, gets
2: sued. It's a long, hard-ass day, and I think a lot of people sympathize with that too, but if something, God forbid, if something bad happens out there, it's going to be, you're going to have Ed and Peggy Gallic at your doorstep, and you're going to have all the parents at your doorstep, and it is not something you want to have happen to you. So I think a lot of guys are going, you know what? And women going safer than sorry. I'm going to go to bed tonight, and, and nothing's going to happen on my watch. Sean in Bridgefield, you're next up on The Fan. Hello? Good
4: morning, Ken. Good morning, Anthony.
2: Morning, Sean. So What's this, going on? So this is uh, for I'm at North Royalton. You know that you 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 talk to the kids that one day. Are you a um, teacher? You're a teacher. I, I'm Ryan's brother. I know this, Sean. Okay, continue. He's the one who gave me the syphilis board tone. He's a health teacher. I probably shouldn't go that deep, but to hell with it. Go ahead, Sean. <laughs> it's biology, but that's okay. That's all right. So this is our third our third calamity day this semester. The kids love it, but from from our end, we have to keep pushing plans back, and it's it's kind of a pain in the butt. But uh, talking to the superintendent yesterday, like you said, if one kid, there's one accident, it's <clears throat> it's not going to bode well for him. No? So he, he texted me this morning actually started saying, well, kind of sorry, I know your pushes your plans back, and said, no problem. I said, my wife left me a long honey-do list, so it'll be fine. Sean, I thank you very much for that. I appreciate it. Stay safe out there while you're doing the honeydew list. And I, I I think I still actually do have the syphilis board that you gave me. Biology teacher, by the way, not health. Well, I mean, it goes hand in hand, biology, right? I, I I would be thinking that people love, they love to be outraged. And I think I'd rather them just be outraged on Facebook because I closed school and did, quote unquote, mm-hmm. the right yeah. thing instead of actually showing up after something bad. happened. Because and, and again, nobody wants a tragedy or something terrible on their head. Yeah, you, you see a school bus flipped
3: over and yeah. all of a sudden ambulances are, are heading to that scene. Uh, you got bigger bigger fish to fry Terrific. at that point so, than a Facebook post. Yeah,
2: Bob Jackson, whoever the superintendent is and God knows where, he'd rather just have you calling him soft than something else. 216-474-0092. Okay, real quick on Nick Chubb. I think a lot of people are just in agreement that, and I, it, it's it's certainly early. It's January. Like I think when Push does come to shove here like we're going to there's going to be sources and things like that about a, a contract negotiation. But because you make and I put you in a bad spot on purpose cuz I I needed you to answer the question very very quickly. Gut check, do you think that this team is a highly top end competitive football team next year? You said, "Well, that depends on the quarterback." And I think everybody's holding their breath on that.
3: Yeah, there, if, there are other teams I'd have in front of them that have established yes. quarterbacks who've played well in those systems.
2: Nick is one of the guys. I Guys, I can't tell you what Nick is going to give this football team next year. I have no idea. Obviously, I hope it's a great amount. But uh, if he is, uh, and you got to think about it like this, if you were to let him go and he ends up giving anything to anybody else, and you're not having the type of season you've been ha- you thought you were supposed to have. And there's all the dissension, and we're doing December and Berea again. You have a guy; he is beloved here, to a different level. They adore this man, and so I know he plays a position where it's like, hey, you know, you cut your losses and you move on after a couple years, guys. It, that's not lost on me. But some guys are a cut above the rest, and Nick has been a cut above the rest. We're people, and we have a great history of running backs in this city with this organization going all the way back to 1946. We have a great history with that position. People in this town with this fan base love running backs. They want to love their running backs, and they adore Nick Chubb. When we're saying it without even blinking that he's the best we've seen in this uniform since Jim Brown, that is a very high standard that's set. And if you move on from him and he gives anything to anybody else and you're bad... Heaven help you. That's it. I I I get that,
3: Kenny. It's it's the position that we've always known when Nick Chubb gets to about this age, we are going to have some tough questions. Mm-hmm. Now, not only do we have those tough questions, now he's coming off about just as bad of an injury yeah. as you can have at, at that position and at that age. It's an uncomfortable thing to and talk about. And it's not that I don't think he's going to work his ass off. You heard Andrew Barry. I mean, he's basically been doing two days to get back there. It's still just the injury and the surgeries, the multiple surgeries that it's tough because they have to do future planning. They know right now they've got to restructure a number of contracts just to get under the cap. Forget about having space under the cap and they will, they will have space to do it. It's just, where do you want to put your eggs? Do you want to do it in the, the, the running back that is already coming off that almost catastrophic
2: injury? 216-474-0092. 216-474-0092. Anthony and Kent, you're next up on The Fan.
4: Hey, you guys are the only thing I look forward to in the day other than coming home. I appreciate you. Oh, thank Listen. you
2: very much, Anthony. I you're welcome. I appreciate
4: that. Um, so, Andrew Barry said a third of most teams have a rotation every year, people going in and out. We have Deshaun Watson. Watson, from a fan's perspective, we don't know him. We don't know what kind of – but my impression of him is he's a little bit me guy uh he's a little bit got a little bit of an attitude and coming off of what um flacco did for us this year he's going to have even more pressure so unless he gets hurt right off the rip next year he better play outstanding so what keeps this locker room together because that's all i heard this year is how great the locker room was nick chubb nick chubb 70 percent of what nick chubb was pre-injury Is still top 10 or 15 in the league compared to running backs. I pay Nick Chubb to give me whatever he can give me on the field, and that silent assassin, he's going to keep that locker room in check. I think he's a little more vocal in the locker room, keeping guys together. And the only thing I think keeps...
0: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy.
0: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
4: Deshaun Watson from just blowing a gasket and, and losing himself is someone like Nick Chip. You can't rely on Garrett because Garrett is a bl- little bit of a, of a mouthy guy. And, and
1: you know, receivers
4: are, are kind of like prima donnas. You can't count on them to help Deshaun Watson, no matter who you come get in this locker room. Flacco showed that he can utilize every weapon on this team. Deshaun has not done that. Nick Chubb, I think, is the only thing that keeps Deshaun's head on his shoulders.
2: Anthony, there's a bunch of things that I could try, and thank you very much for the call. I could try to disagree with Anthony. That is what we pick up from fans all over the place, how they feel about all these guys. You can disagree with that, but that's a, a vast majority of Browns fans, how they feel about all of them is how he just summed it up. There are certainly levels I disagree with, but I'm in the building all the time. Maybe I would disagree with it, but that's how a lot of them portray him, no matter what I say. Nick Chubb means a lot. To the organization. And I'm not even talking about him being the lead running back anymore. Maybe it is a reduced role. You, you can't just throw him out there and have him run the ball 20 times after this type of thing. Yes, you probably need to go into the draft. I don't know what Jerome Ford's role is going to be. There's times where I thought that Jerome Ford could play very well, and had I had to wonder a, about the offensive line. He had such an
3: inconsistent season, and it makes sense as a young running back behind an offensive line that, you know, you didn't know who was going to be there from game to game. That yeah. was what was so hard about it. It's just tough. It's tough to project what Jerome Ford, is he good enough? Is he going to be good enough? And I think right now most Browns fans are kind of throwing their hands up in the air going, I don't know.
2: Speaking of running back, Stump Mitchell was talking on Channel 5 to Cam Justice, our friend. And uh, he said he was more surprised by the other coaches' firings than himself.
4: I guess I was more surprised with TC and AVP because they came here with Kevin than, than I was with myself. So that's heartbreaking because those guys, they worked tremendously hard. I, I thought AVP was an unbelievable OC. and uh, It's the first time David has made it to the Pro Bowl you know, in his seven-year career. So uh, TC definitely got all he could from, from that group.
2: Stump, what did you think of your Browns tenure? This is what he said on News 5.
4: My takeaway is for everyone in that organization, uh, players, everyone that has anything to do with the Cleveland Browns, everything that they do is for moving the program forward and nothing less. This is a business. They're trying to please their fans in every move that they make. I think they're
2: going to do that. What did you think of Stump?
3: Uh, I thought it was very interesting that he was as honest as as he was for somebody who was just shown the door. Kind It kind of means that maybe he doesn't want to do this anymore or – Uh, When it comes to opportunities, because normally guys that start talking out the door, uh, they are kept at arm's length. Mm -hmm. The way that league works, there's a reason guys are so careful the way they talk. Mm -hmm. He is 64 years old. He was here before Stefanski. He did predate right the Stefanski was with Freddie regime. And, and,
2: and Kevin kept
3: him. And and not only did he keep him, like he he and granted they had Nick Chubb and the offensive line, and that that running game was as good as it was. And he. NFL, but he got a lot of credit for that too. I I, I noticed at times, you know, they, they were making sure to give him praise for his work here. So it was interesting what happened here towards the end and then him making the media rounds as quickly. It shows that as nice as Stump is in his language, I think he has a point. He has a point that he wants to get out because these guys don't normally run to the media like that. But he's local not a bad coach? Though.
2: I think a lot of people
3: think no, he's not, a good coach. No, it has nothing to do with him being a bad coach. I'm saying that it is not all that common for a coach that loses his job to immediately run to the local media. That's true. That, the way the NFL works, that is not typically what happens, which tells me
2: that he has some things he wants to get off his chest. He's saying them in the nicest way possible. Stephen Vogt, 8.30, going to join us on the show. 8 o'clock. Guys, I'm not being negative. I'm just trying to save you from yourselves. Coming up next, though, you're going to call her crazy, I think she's a great businesswoman. It just didn't work out her way. It's FML, next on The
0: Fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what?